Keep going. Welcome, welcome to the English podcast. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy. Or should I say, love us, love us? Mm. Hello, Tommy. And you're probably thinking, hey, hey, what the, what is he, what is this guy on about? He's he's gone, he's gone crazy again. No, I haven't gone crazy. No, um, my guest today is the first guest that I've ever had from the, and I have to be careful, Baltic regions. Am I right in thinking you are from the Baltic? Yes, I'm from Lithuania. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be, to take part in your podcast, Tommy. Well, you know, it, it's all well and, it's all, all well and good saying thank you for joining me, but I, we don't know who you are. Okay, so my name is Yeva. And I'm a teacher, a teacher of English. And we love, you know, we love teachers. We love we love non-native teachers at this podcast because, you know, it the language of English is not just, you know, it's not just for us natives speak, it's for everyone, you know. And there are more non-native English speaking teachers and more non-native English speakers in the world than there are more than there are of us native speakers. You know, so that's that's the reason why I choose. I try to bring as many uh, different people into the podcast as possible because to hear different accents, to hear different ways of speaking, to hear different intonation, and to hear different, you know, to hear different great content. What is the content? Just before we came on, you told me about what the content is. Would you like to tell the listeners what you have brought? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, today I've decided to talk a little bit about how uh, people could benefit, mainly English learners could benefit from uh, their favorite songs, from the music they listen, and they can learn through metaphors they, fi- they, found, uh, they find in that music. So, um, yeah, and uh, well, as uh, songs, they are very rich with poetic language and with metaphorical language, so... I would say I would invite the listeners to start observing the metaphors they may find in the lyrics of the songs. Just rewind that. Let's just go back there. You use the word metaphor or, you know, metaphor. Yeah. What, is a me- what is a metaphor? Well, metaphor, um, it's kind of, yeah, it's a stylistic device. But in human terms, uh, metaphor happens when you have two things. Um, which are not related in nature, let's say, okay, let's take an example. Um, You have a woman and a flower. They are not related, uh, right? But uh, you can see some similarities or you can compare sometimes, especially in poetic language. um, And you can, let's say, um, think about the fragility or about the smell or about... Uh, the color of uh, the lipstick of uh, a, a woman, and then the the metaphor happens, mm-hmm. and there are many met- metaphors in songs. Um, so, so yeah, I, I would see a song as a source of metaphorical language. Mm. Because the irony of it is that in English at school I was terrible. You know, English was not one of my favorite language, one of my favorite subjects at school. And, you know, when we were given a poem to look at and to compare and to look at the metaphors and the similes, 
similes, by the way, is when you compare something, it's like something. Yeah. Um, I hated it. You hated yeah, here it. I am. Yeah, here I am. I'm an English teacher. You know, and when someone asked me what is a metaphor, I would have to look it up in a dictionary because I couldn't tell you off the back of my, you know, mm-hmm. spontaneously what a metaphor is because I've forgotten what a metaphor is. But... Okay. Well, yeah, probably that's uh, usual. If if you are not at school or if you are not very much into literature, but of course you are a big fan of music. I know that. So probably, uh, well, it's, Speaking of metaphors, I think that you don't need to understand what metaphor is because the beauty of our minds is that we think in metaphorical terms. Uh, it's unconscious, right? And and the strange thing is that you may think of one concept in terms of another concept and you can send a message to your um, speaking partner and, the par- and your speaking partner understands. Um, can I give you an example, another one? Of course, give us as many examples as you yeah, want. I have, I have many actually, and uh, uh, from songs as well. Um, but um, for example, when you say a very usual metaphor, maybe we can call it a stale metaphor. I'm crazy about her. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even think about it as madness now because we understand that it's love, right? Yeah. Uh, it's um, admiration. But actually, the word crazy, thinking about the real definition of that word means uh, mental disorder, right? And that's that's how metaphorical the language is. Mm. So crazy yeah. about crazy about her. And um, before you came on, you said alternative rock. Now, you know, I'm I'm trying to scan my brain for alternative rock where the lyric crazy about her would be used. I mean, I can I can hear it from a perspective of a blues musician saying that he's someone is crazy about someone else. I can hear it from a soul singer saying someone is crazy about someone else, but I couldn't hear it. And I can't feel, I can't feel it from the alternative rock. So what song did that come from? Or is that, or is that in numerous songs? Did you find that in numerous songs? Um, it's actually, I think Rod Stewart has a song, uh, uh, crazy about her or something, but actually that was just an example, but I can give you another examples, which come from different types of rock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm. So yeah. Go for it. You know, we, we're here for as long as you want to be here, you know, and if you say that you are finished, then we will, then we will finish at any time. So give us as many or as little as you want. So just... well, okay, okay. Let's say as okay. Let's um, maybe let's cover the um, metaphors which are cross-cultural and overall overlapping between cultures. So let's say mm, all of us, no matter if you are English, I'm Lithuanian, or probably German people and French people, all of us share such um, metaphors as uh, um, "sad is down" or yeah. "happy is up." Yeah. Right. And that is related to uh, how we feel and our physical um, posture about um, our human posture. And, uh, for example, we say my spirits rise and when I'm happy and I, I fall into depression when I'm sad. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, so there there can be many orientational metaphors such as um being down in in songs yeah. for example 
for example mm, i mean i yeah. there is one thing that comes to mind i feel blue for example i'm feeling blue yeah that that's the color color metaphor yeah. i feel blue yes for example or i feel uh, maybe i don't feel but my my days are dark or black the black trees bent for example i think that comes from mumford and sung songs but i i'm not sure actually by now i've already forgotten but that has both the color metaphor like black trees and also bent because they go down um yeah but then um uh, there are many overlapping metaphors um like um emotions um can be represented through war or a very English uh, type of metaphor when negative emotion is a wreck or left over after the war. But, yeah, sorry, now I lost what I was saying. No, no, no. Yeah, what what was the question? Just what's interesting to me is that then, and... It's interesting that you bring it to you bring it you bringing this because as a native speaker or as you know as someone who yeah okay let's put it out there as a native speaker I don't I don't automatically actively think about what I'm listening to you know so I'll be listening to a song and you know as a native speaker I'll understand it but I won't be listening in that. I won't be listening to the stylistic devices, you know, the metaphors, the similes, the, you know, the way that the intonation maybe corresponds with a metaphor, for example. Um, so it's interesting that you do this because now that you've brought it here, my mind is actually trying to work on a few of these metaphors, trying to find a few other metaphors, which um, you could theoretically find in songs. Um are all, can all metaphors or are all metaphors negative negative or could they also be positive as well they could be positive but usually well it i personally find it hard to find positive songs let's say i enjoy running and sometimes i really need um an energetic song but i'm not a fan of pop music mm. and i i don't want to listen to that but i i, I still um feel that the majority of songs are about negative emotions yeah. and um, and especially rock songs. But as I've already mentioned, uh, the um, the um, positive emotion is up, it's light, it's uh, brightness. Um, yeah. However, the negative, that's uh, usually about all negative things such as war, uh, natural forces, um, some... I don't know, even captivity metaphor. Let's say when we feel like we are in captivity, because I believe that Western culture especially um, see the emotional as weak. And uh, if, uh, well, you are confident, uh, you are probably um, able to keep your emotions inside and your body becomes a container for those emotions. I mean, there, there was... A time in British history where we where we were taught, you know, not me, but um, my gra- my grandparents' generation were told, you know, to have the stiff upper lip, you know, to not show your emotion, you know, not to, not to, uh, not to be sad, not to be, you know, not to feel, not to show sadness in your body language. Um. So yeah, I mean, there is a part of British history in which we see, um, 
I was going to say, you know, where people are, so, you know, are expressing themselves, were expressing themselves, but they used metaphors to express themselves, and you know, and they used it in, with music to express themselves. And um, a popular song which just came to mind, which I might be able to squeeze in as a metaphor, "Painted Black" by the Stones, the Rolling Stones, obviously, and mm-hmm. um, and. You know, I don't know whether you, you you must know it. I'm sure I'm sure that you've heard of the song "Painted Black" by the by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I think I have, but now I I, I can't come up with the lyrics in my mind. So um, I'll just read a, I'll just read off a couple of lines here. I see a red door and I want it painted black. You know, now now the song is in front of me. I could sing it for you, but I'm not going to. No colors anymore. I want them to turn black. Yeah. So you know. Black. Yeah, so Darkness. the colors are ter- turning black again. The very exactly. pervasive color metaphor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you are a big fan, if I remember correctly, of rock music. Mm, well, I, I I am a fan, but not necessarily of English rock music. But uh, as we are talking about English, then yeah, I I I decided to make uh, my my research on. Uh, on the rock, uh, well, analyze the rock songs, mm-hmm. because I believe that lyrics, um, well, they are like poems, right? You can find a lot of wisdom in it and also enjoy that a lot. That's yeah. why I'm inviting to study from them. Yeah. yeah. If, you compa- if you compared rock music from America, from the UK, from, you know, from English-speaking countries and compared it to your home country in Lithuania, would you be able to, do you see any similarities or differences between the usage of different devices, stylistic devices, similes, metaphors? Yeah. Do you see any similarities? Yeah, uh, I do. Let's say when we come back to this um, image of a person being a container, um, let's say English people see the person as a building more. Um, and, uh, well, I can prove that by... Um, okay, I have somewhere um, the uh, written, the actually quotations from the songs, but now I have so much, I feel that I've over-prepared now. No, this happens. You know, I mean, we, we you know, the, um, people have come onto this podcast and they have uh, brought, you know, a wad, of, a wad of notes with them, lots of notes with them, and they think, oh, I need to get, I need, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to get all of that out and I need to put it all out there. Yeah. And then suddenly we realize we've overdone it. We've overprepared ourselves. This happens to everyone. And you are not, you will not, don't feel embarrassed about it because it, it you know, it happens. But you are right. There is yeah. a, there is a context of a person being a building, you know, this strong feeling that you can't show emotion, that you can't show, uh, you can't show any sort of negative negativity in your body language or in your, you know, in what you're doing. Um, for me, what's interesting is, and I'm a big, you know, I'm a big blues man, you know, so, you know, I, I listen to a lot of blues. And within blues, obviously blues itself is basically based on negative emotions, you know, about black people, slavery, uh, later on then uh, things about you know women about um, being let down by people 
you know, in blues music, we find a lot, we can find a lot of these metaphors. Um, you know, there are lots of songs which use a lot of metaphors about how people are sad, how people are moaning, you know, moaning, for example, um, because they're because they because they're they've got a heavy heart. Heavy heart, for example, is another great metaphor. That's there, funny. a heavy heart. If I if I have a heavy heart, what does that mean? Right. Well, yeah, I, you have a heavy heart, so obviously you feel either depressed or there is this uh, could be even guilt or or sadness, uh, resentment, whatever. Like uh, there is a variety of of emotions. That's that's right and you mentioned the moaning right and that's another sound could also be a representation of uh, of feelings um for example uh, low pitched sounds like uh, whispers or silence they show the low emotions uh, as for example now I can i can give an example uh, from florence and the machine uh, they sing i try to find a sound but then it stopped right? There is a silence. Or Nick Cave sings the whispering DJ on the radio, but of course you need the context around these lyrics. Yeah. Or R.E.M., um, every whisper of every waking hour, the famous losing my religion, right? So everywhere yeah. is silence. However, we also can um, observe when there is a very high-pitched sound, which also carries a negative meaning due to very... Um, uncomfortable feeling while listening to the high-pitched noise yeah. and uh, let's say Radiohead um, sings about well quotation he's like a detuned radio and nobody likes to listen to detuned radio right yeah. um, and and so on so yeah there are representations of of uh, well many many different metaphors but coming back to the specifically English metaphors I want um to specify about the spinning metaphor um spinning for example, spinning yes and uh, uh, in lithuanian at least uh, it's not very uh, common okay. uh, but in english it it's absolutely of an english origin let's say again uh, dave matthews band they sing a spinning out in the madness of a roller coaster yeah. right and that's the context is not positive in in that song or Patty Smith, I spin ceaselessly, imagine dragons round and round patiently. While Lithuanians, they have only this uh, downward movement or um, moving towards some big and threatening beast movement uh, for the expression of emotions. We don't have so much of this um, spinning around one's own axis, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's interesting um because is that is that then partially because of a linguistic thing or is that because if you Indians don't have don't spin i don't know i think that it's uh, it's from some sort of cultural heritage from the way people associate uh, feelings um yeah um i don't know i i i don't know this is interesting Okay. And well, yeah, can, can I interrupt you? Um, another, yeah, speaking about uh, culture specific metaphors, let's say English, uh, and I think it's very unique to, uh, to English language, uh, sometimes express their emotions through the uh, imagery of infertility, which we definitely don't have in Lithuanian. 
-hmm. And uh, a few of these examples come from Mumford and, so and Sons' uh, song, let's say, the dusty barren land had given all it could yield, or the harvest left no food for you to eat. So again, then it must come from somewhere, because in Lithuanian context, we don't have that at all. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, an, interesting, that's an interesting thing, because, uh, you know, I thought in all languages, you have all of these sort of different metaphors or these different movements or these different things you know that that make up a language but you know then thinking again at different of different languages there are some languages which don't have this maybe because they don't because language has evolved so much that we took they people took them out or they didn't use them so then they became less and less common in the, in the dictionary or whatever it might be so you know it's a very interesting point um, I I also want. To, can I? Yeah, can, go for it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I think that even language has a style in a way. Maybe it's related to um, everything is interrelated. But um, when we make the comparison between Lithuanian and English, it's obvious that Lithuanian languages or um, associations are much more lyrical. For example, we tend now if moving from metaphorical relationship to metonymical relationship that's when uh, a part of uh, of of the whole is represented through a detail through a part of let's say if we have a human being mm -hmm. we can speak about that through uh, just a part like you mentioned the heart is probably the central organ right mm -hmm. but um english people uh, also uh, very very much um, represented through head or brain, while, for example, Lithuanians, they even invent such limbs as uh, angel wings, right, or Slavic, and feathers, especially in poetic language, which doesn't occur in, in English songs, because they just don't have that. They, it's not in their um, cognitive, I, I don't know, in, <laughs> Cognition. It's it's uh, English. Are English people are not that lyrical? I would say as Lithuanians are. Well, I mean, if you look at um, just from a British perspective, um, we are quite limited in our history. We are quite limited in our history in the sense that if you go back to when Britain first existed, uh, that's me. So, so in all that, it's emails. Ignore them. <laughs> um, we have a limited history. You know, our history, the, the history of the UK of Britain goes back to, you know, goes back presumably to, you know, before 1066 when when William the Conqueror, William the First of France, invaded England. Yeah, but okay. if if you look through history over, you know, over the centuries. There's always been this sort of war, religion, men, women. That was yeah. it. You know, there was limit. It's a very limited history in terms of what we are. We are basically a warring nation because we've always been at war with ourselves. Always been at war with with each other. You know, and this is. I guess perhaps this might have a reason why we're not so. Let's say. Lyrical in the way that we put we put things out there. Um, I don't know what the history of Lithuania is. 
I'm putting I'm gonna put my hands up and say I've got a very limited overview of, of course well history we are proud of our history and it, it, as if it's it's bigger than our reality now yeah. but also well naturally the history shapes the culture the cultural character and Lithuanians are, are pretty prominent, I think, about their, um, um, well, I, I, I don't know if that's exact word, but I would say um, sadness, maybe, or, uh, yeah. well, in comparison, let's say you have British humor. Uh, I think that people, in, British people are much more optimistic, while yeah. Lithuanians, they are a bit melancholic. That's yeah. our cultural character, right? That yeah. comes from history. Yeah. And um, yeah, we are nostalgic and uh, sentimental sometimes, and that shows in our language. Okay, super. Quick question. Um, yeah. As an English learner, I'm looking at these me different metaphors, or I'm looking at these different songs when I find a metaphor. Is there a specific level of learner that I should be to be Absolutely. able to understand these? Or can it be, can I be a very, can I be a beginner? I don't think so. Intermediate, upper intermediate. Mm -hmm. Probably, or you have to be really into literature and actually, well, to, to have a hobby of searching um, and looking at the language as a, into a game and 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 playing with words but overall for the listeners the english learners i would suggest the whole procedure how you are supposed to work with songs if i may okay so um first of all i would say you need to choose the songs you like um because uh, well in order to remember the words naturally you have to love the song and um, there is no big theory uh, about that but if you have uh, the, your favorite song, then print out the, the lyrics, read them uh, for the general understanding of the context, just the surface level, like the, the meaning of the random words, and then search for the metaphorical expressions. Mm -hmm. Once you identify the meaning of the metaphorical expression, uh, while always taking into account the context, um, and the coherence of that expression with the context, then try to compare the the meaning that you've identified with the de uh, dictionary definition, with the basic meaning of the word. And if uh, it doesn't coincide, if the meaning is different, then, well, um, congratulations, you found a metaphor, right? Yeah, exactly. And you, you mark the expression the song is metaphorical, and um, and 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 that's how you you keep it for yourself. You own it then, yeah. and uh, you can add that and make your mm, discourse more more beautiful, more lyrical, and yeah. richer. Super. Yeah. How can we find you on social media, Yeva? There's this box that I'm drawing for you, and you <laughs> see with my fingers. I like drawing oh, boxes. Mm -hmm. How can we find you over on social media? Well, I'm on Instagram. Um, well, the uh, it's Anglo Kalabotska Bineta. So I don't know if it's worth to spell it because <laughs> probably nobody would search for it. In English, that would be simply English classroom. So mm -hmm. Anglo underscore Kalbos underscore Kabinetas. Uh, right. So that's that's me. Well, I'll just be putting that into the box that I just drew. Yeah. So all the Great. 
all your information that we how we can find you how we can contact you will go into the show notes super dear listeners being lyrical doesn't mean you have to then go and sing a song in the shower no you know being lyrical means understanding what you're listening to understanding the metaphors that you listen to understanding the similes the different stylistic devices that i as a native hated when i was studying or learning in the english learning english language back at school are there any final comments from you Yeva, about about stylistic devices in music sorry are there any more final comments oh, word? sorry i was a bit uh, <laughs> i switched off for a while um i i don't know i i i would just encourage the listeners to um well to to, to pay a second second look at at the songs and and that's it probably uh, that's uh, that's all from me super yeah Dear listeners, you will join me again for another episode of the English Podcast with Tommy very soon. It's another final goodbye from If You Were New. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And it's another final goodbye from me. Goodbye now.